Welcome, everyone, to Less is More, the art of guest service. With over 25 years of experience in guest service working for Warner Brothers, Planet Hollywood, and the Walt Disney Company, I would love to share what I've learned over the years personally and professionally with all of you. I am your host, Les Sui. Hi, everyone. We're back after a month of hiatus、uh, vacation. <laughs> We were in、uh, Japan,、um, right, Greg? Yeah, we went to Japan for two and a half weeks, and it was it was quite a life changing experience.、Um, I I really really appreciated every every minute I was there. I mean, there were definitely some highs, definitely some lows, and、um, let's、mm-hmm. let's talk it out. Yeah. By the way, this、uh, this episode is sponsored by Panda Travel Hawaii,、uh, which helped get Greg and I to Japan, and. We couldn't ask for an amazing tour travel agency to help us with our tour and、um, for us to get this great experience.、Uh, but yeah, this was Gregory's first time out of the country,、um, and I, I was a little hesitant at first because I was kind of scared of how much culture shock he would be in. So I, I, I told him to watch some YouTube videos and prepare him for what to expect because a lot of people from Japan don't speak. English as well,、uh, especially in the villages outside of the hotel industry in the city. So we had the Google Translate, and we just downloaded all these other apps to help him.、Um, and also, right with like the currency and all these type of things, the culture and how clean Japan was. So、um, yeah. So what what did you think of your first impression of Japan?、Uh, well, I, I think it's a twofold. You know,、mm-hmm. like there's a first impression of going to Japan,、mm-hmm. which is its own planet. You know,、mm-hmm. just before I go into too much detail, <laughs> but then there's also、mm-hmm. a first impression of being outside of my native country. You know,、mm-hmm. I've. I am very privileged in that I have been all over this country. You know, I've been to forty nine out of the fifty states. The last one on the list is Alaska, so I feel like travel—the concept of travel—isn't new to me. But what is new to me is going to a place that isn't within that American paradigm.、Mm-hmm. So it there's so many, so many differences,、yeah. like not just cultural, but systemic differences in how the government is treating their their constituents or. How religious impacts have major changes in the landscape of the country itself,、mm-hmm. and I mean America isn't <laughs> immune to that, i.e., Salem.、Right. But just to hear how the Buddhist and Shinto religions come、mm-hmm. together and really do shape <laughs> the skylines、right. of Japan was incredible. Yeah. So, what are the top three things that were very impressive to you about Japan in general? Like. Whether it's their guest service or their culture or some of the habits that you are not used to, you know, it's funny you mentioned guest service because I think that's absolutely the number one thing that sticks out from、mm-hmm. Japanese experiences,、yeah. and i I don't think it's I don't think it's like restaurants、mm-hmm. alone or like shopping retail alone that's like different. I think. Every transaction that、yeah. you make where you have a customer facing human being is so. Dra- mm-hmm. It's just so different、yeah. from here, and I would. I, I'm I'm、um, mm-hmm. I'm nervous to say this、mm-hmm. on the internet, but I think it's better, <laughs> and、mm-hmm. here's why: because across、mm-hmm. the board, I think 
that I was humbled as someone who worked in the service mm-hmm. industry, facing human beings and dealing with the public. Um, I got to tell you, I was not pressured to, and I did not learn a foreign language to accommodate for mm-hmm. foreign customers. However, when I go to Japan and the full two and a half weeks I was there, every single transaction I made, whether it was like, you know, buying something from the convenience store, buying some, you know, sun, mm-hmm. suntan lotion, uh, getting a coffee, mm-hmm. going to the restaurant, mm-hmm. whatever. Every single mm-hmm. service person I encountered knew mm-hmm. enough English to accommodate right. me. That yeah. alone yeah. was like that, that, that was just it was it's very was trusting very too because um in Japan with the yen they have coins and a lot of the coins are like a dollar coins or five dollars or ten dollars in, yeah. in our in our in the reference to our, what we were used to. So I didn't want to hold up the line. So I found out times where I had like my little coin purse and I normally don't I, I normally don't carry <laughs> cash with me, not in America, but in Japan I just had some cash. So I um Whatever I paid for something, I just held out my hand. I put coins in my hand and let them figure it out. And they were just so gracious to like be so honest and trusting. And they just picked out the coins that they needed. And if I gave too much, they would give back to me what was needed. And so it was a sense of trust with them. I yeah, there there was a time when I was buying like some some lunch from mm-hmm. a family mart, which is like a Seven yeah. Eleven here in the United States, and. By the way, the to-go <laughs> food at 7-Eleven and Family Mart in Japan is top-notch. Yeah. It's like buying food at the Nordstrom yes. Cafe. It's so oh my good. Gosh. Um, but there, when I had my – this was the first time I'd used like mm-hmm. paper yen instead of like my credit yeah. card or whatever. And I think I put down like 100,000 yen <laughs> to pay for sushi, which was like three American right. dollars. I had no – I didn't know. Right. I just like put down a paper and I'm like, I hope this covers it. <laughs> and they gave me back so much yeah. change. And the best part <laughs> – the, the best part was we don't have to leave tip whenever we go to the restaurant or any quick service. There was no chance for us to, to leave tip because they don't they – don't, they don't want tip. Yeah, that's, that's its own conversation, yeah, I think. Yeah, you yeah. know, and because – you're right. Like the majority of the service industry that I encountered, first and foremost, they see tipping yeah. as an insult. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're saying, right. you you believe they don't get paid enough, right. which is an insult to their establishment. It's an insult mm-hmm. to them and their profession. Um, and in some cases, it's seen as a flirtation. <laughs> you know, so like it's a whole thing yeah. where that is not the case here in the United States. Right. Um, everyone will take any money they can. I feel like every register I come to, especially those square mm-hmm. ones, like the next screen is, and please put select 15, <laughs> 18 or 20% tip. Right. And I'm like, y'all, <laughs> call, y'all have got to calm it down. With the di- I just bought a bottle of exactly. water. Okay. But so we, the other thing was with yen, mm-hmm. um, I, as a foreigner, I am not used to converting different f- currencies in my head. And I did appreciate how honest and how trustworthy all of these service people were with with that. Because they, I could have easily been taken advantage mm-hmm. of. Easily. And I would have never been the wiser. <laughs> you know, like I'd pay 100,000 yen, which is like a thousand mm-hmm. US dollars mm-hmm. or something. I don't see. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and they would have been like, thanks, stupid. Bye. <laughs> you know, but they didn't. No. Um, and you know, there, there were, there were a couple of occasions where I, I got a little cocky, you know, like a week, a week and a half in, I'm like, okay, I think I've got this conversion, this ratio Mm -hmm. down in my head. And, 
you know, on the last day that we were there, I had, you know, my corn purse just like mm-hmm. you did, which um, I, I think I had like 10,000 yen, 10 or 12,000 yen. I don't know. Maybe 17. See, I don't know. <laughs> but it was, you told me it was the equivalent of like around 120 US yeah. dollars. And in my head, I thought I had 15 mm-hmm. US dollars. So I give it to my cousin, Dravis, who lives in Japan. Love this kid. Super smart. Very mm-hmm. sweet guy. And I'm like, hey, I'm not going to use mm-hmm. this you can use it for whatever you want. Here you go. Can you please do me a favor? Just get this off my hands. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'll do you a favor. All right. He totally took it. No questions asked. And then later the same day we are in the airport and I just want to go to Starbucks, get some last minute like mm-hmm. souvenir things. And um, I buy some like, you know, those to go tumbler yeah. coffee mugs that they sell at every Starbucks. Yeah. So one of them said Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Another one said Tokyo. Uh, Japan on it. And I was like, perfect, perfect gifts for my mom. And um, I thought together that they equated to seven US dollars, which I'm like, that is a steal for Starbucks merch. I will take it. Well, I swipe my credit card this time. I'm, I don't have any yen because I gave it all to Dravis. <laughs> and um, I look at my credit card statement like 20 minutes after mm-hmm. I leave. And I'm, I'm like, I realized that mm-hmm. they had charged... Seventy dollars, mm. not yeah. Seven. Like, so. probably was like, yeah, we got his money now. But I remember you were so proud. You're saying, I bought seven dollars of two tumblers, and it came with free coffee. And I was like, wow, this is a steal. <laughs> and my sister Karen and I were looking at each other, we're like, no, that that doesn't sound right. It sounds too good to be true. How? And so you checked your statement right then, and there was like seventy, seventy-five dollars, and we're like, okay, well, you learned your lesson. Um, but I said next time, go through me before you make any purchases. But um, I learned that from Japan, my Apple Watch is comes in handy, or my my iPhone or smartphone, because whenever I had a price of a yen, I would ask Siri, "Hey Siri, what's the conversion rate from ten thousand yen to U.S. dollars?" And it would tell me. So. I suggest you, Gregory, next time to do that <laughs> instead of making big purchases, right? <laughs> I I don't know if our listeners can hear this, but Siri oh, is like no, going yeah. off about <laughs> Siri is always right listening. Now. But no, but back to the guest service part of it too. Uh, whenever I interacted with the employees of whether it be a Seven Eleven or would have been Snoopy yeah. Town or some any anywhere, I felt there was like a story. Whenever I was interacting with them, it was like a they showed a lot of passion to their service. Uh, when you're buying something, they would first bow or greet you, and then they would they would tell you the price, and then they would kind of give you a little tray. So anywhere you go in Japan, they will give you a little tray, a tray to put your money or your credit card. Uh, it's kind of like an in-betweener between me and the employee. And then you put the money there, they would take it, and then they would um, give you the receipt, and then they would bow too. So I felt like every interaction was 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 uh, a story. It was more like they showed so much passion to it. You know, I think there's a lot of nuance with these unspoken rules that everyone just yeah. knows to follow. And, and, and I think it is 
it's so um, mm-hmm. obvious when you go to places yeah. like Japan and foreign countries where those unspoken rules mm-hmm. are so different than where you come from, you immediately yeah. see it, right? And like the tray is a great example. Another one that I picked up on was whenever you got a receipt for your credit card or receipt mm-hmm. for whatever transaction, it's handed yeah. to you with both yeah. hands. Yeah. Oh, like nine times out of 10, yeah. it's both hands. And, and I, I'm sure it's a sign of respect. I'm sure it's a sign of gratitude. You know, all the, all the things, all the good that, things. that, um, but here in America, it's like, do you want your receipt yeah, or yeah, not? Like we yeah. don't care. Sometimes <laughs> they don't even give it to you, but you know, I sometimes have to ask yeah, for it, yeah. but you know, I catch myself now doing that. Like when I'm at Disney and I give a receipt back to the guest with the credit card, I use two hands and you watch this too in, uh, the Japanese department store, Uniqlo, which is over at, um, certain places around the United States. They're they're also trained right. for the Japanese culture as part of the theming, and uh, like I tell you, and I told people whenever people ask how was Japan, I would tell them that it made me a better person. I said when you go back from Japan, it just makes you feel more polite, and you feel like you're a changed person for the better, and that's how I feel. That's why when I give my guest service now, I always make sure to mimic what the Japanese guest service does i i make sure it's a story i make sure that there's a beginning middle and end and i make sure to say thank you to everyone not that i haven't done that before but it makes me more proud and shows more passion when i do that that i genuinely mean it when i say hello goodbye thank you and you know what's another thing that gregory that i picked up is remember in those two weeks did you find yourself bowing a lot because i bowed a lot to people in japan yeah i did yeah i did and you know what i think yeah. I hear this a lot, you know, when I when I right. speak to other people that are from mm-hmm. like European countries, especially like England, Scotland, Ireland, I just mm-hmm. naturally yeah. pick up on that accent and right. adopt it as my own. And it's not meant as a disrespectful right. M- right. mimic or a mock. I'm not mocking them. It's just you yeah. know, you yeah. adapt it to your surroundings and you try to blend in. And I think right. this same thing happens right. with body language too, you know, like when you mm-hmm. see people bowing to mm-hmm. you or tipping their hat or whatever, yeah. Yeah. you do the same yeah. thing. And that was hard for me not to bow when I went back to America, when I worked uh, at Disney, it's when I see the guests, I, I definitely make sure to wave and say hi. Um, and it, honestly, it taught me to, to be even more better at greeting every single person that I encounter, whether it's in the hallway backstage or on stage with guests, be courteous and be nice to people in general just be nice and that's what the japanese do well is that they're nice to people they're just nice to everyone and but you know so funny though the only place that i encountered not people not or people ignoring me not because they had to or were i'm not sure if it's on purpose but when i went to the pet stores when i went to the two pet stores in japan where they had the cutest little puppies and kittens and i walked in to two different ones they, they wouldn't even want to talk to me. They just looked at me. I guess because they're so used to people coming in and just like <laughs> looking at pets and not buying them because they're so expensive that they're like, yeah, you know what? The, the kittens and the puppies are a show within itself and they're the courteous courtesy within themselves. So we're just sitting back and watching. I just thought that was weird. <laughs> well, weird yes and only yeah. and I am only going to say weird because it's yeah. not like we're what we're used to. It's not it's not uh-huh. like because I went in those pet stores too. I it's not like weird in a way right. where I felt uncomfortable, I felt right. unwelcome. That right. was not the story at all. It was the opposite. And here's why I think it's actually better this way because um it's almost as if 
their mm-hmm. jobs are not dependent on upselling customers that walk right. in. Right. And in the United States, you'll find that if you walk into a store and Lord forbid you walk in alone, it's like you are easy pickings for those sales mm-hmm. people. Yep. They are going to yeah. hound you mm-hmm. and try and get you to upgrade and add on and mm-hmm. sign up for whatever email list mm-hmm. and stuff. It It is obnoxious. Uh, and yeah. I think the Japanese sales retail community, I mean, they're extremely helpful and welcoming, yeah. but not in an obtrusive way, not in a desperate way. You're, you're right. You're like in the, in the, in the open air malls or the malls in general, and you have those yes. little kiosks and they come up to you and they say, they're just annoying saying, Hey, would you want to try some of our products? Or, you know, it's, it's like one of those things where I pretend I'm on my cell phone now lately so that I can pretend that I'm on the phone so that they wouldn't come up to me and ask me to try their product. Uh, but yeah. the Japanese people, they say, you know, if you want to go ahead, if you want to buy it, but that's all you. And we're just there to assist you with what you need. And you're so right on that. But yeah. Well, and, you know, I think it speaks a lot to what the economy, what the economy climate really is Mm -hmm. from country to country, you know, and in the United States, it's so incredibly obvious that people are trying to climb that economic ladder as fast and as hard as possible. Right. But in Japan, the A, the market is different. Mm -hmm. The customer base is so different. (laughs) Right. And, and, I am saying that being in a Japanese situation as a guest Mm -hmm. is better, Mm -hmm. but is it better as a business owner? Mm. I don't know because I would bet that they're trying to make a long-term business plan with their guest relations versus a short-term game. Right. Because like all of this stuff that we see in shopping malls and like add this on and sign up for our email list and, and become a loyal member and you know, all of that, all Mm -hmm. of those efforts that Mm -hmm. happen it's very simple. It's, it looks like a money grab. I'm yeah. just going to say yeah. it. That's what it looks like. And I don't see money grabs in Japan. And I no. think it's because their strategy is vastly different and how they're approaching retaining guests for the long and The haul. products are so cute. They just, just want to buy it and they're just self-marketing with it itself. Right. But a hundred percent. Yeah. But um, so the reason why Greg and Marie and I were there, um, aside from it being a family vacation yeah. was because I was there to help out with uh, Panda travel with, their tours so i was like a tour guide assist um because when i went there before going there i was telling people i was going to be there as a tour guide and they're like wow you speak fluent japanese and you know japan i'm like no i have a we have a japanese guide her name was yoshi she's amazing and she is shout out to you shout out to you she's so sweet and she was with us for a whole week with a group of 20 and she was also a sake um sommelier which i've never heard of before mm-hmm. so she yep. we learned a lot from her and with her being an english speaker as well as a japanese speaker we took advantage of that because once you find a japanese and english speaker you want to pick their brains as much as you can because who knows when you'll find the next person <laughs> who speaks japanese and english but um i was there to, as a tour guide assist so i made sure that everyone is taken care of on the group make sure everyone got there on time checked them in in the airport make sure everyone got their passports ready their documents and Every day was making sure that everyone did not get lost. And I felt that was a great experience for me because um, for this product for Disney called Adventures by Disney, it was the next best thing to being an Adventures by Disney guide because I'd have to go through rigorous interviews like I had for Adventures by Disney, um, which (laughs) is tough interviews. But I got to go to Japan with them and it was a great experience for me. And it taught me a lot about how to genuinely take care of people more and to put myself in people's shoes and how 
I want to treat people the way that I want to be treated in the guest service industry. Whereas if I'm in a foreign land, I want someone to take care of me. And that's what um, I felt Yoshi did, where she made sure we were taken yeah. care of. And that kind of helps me to think about Disney World in general. When I take away, take around VIP tour guests, I'm the Yoshi. I'm the person that takes them around and they see me as the expert and that I'm taking care of of them and they're just appreciative of that. And that made me just enjoy what I do and enjoyed the fact that I had that experience for 20 years. Um, but yeah, what it, and you know what, one of my favorite experiences was, and I'm sure yours too, was going to Universal Studios Japan, right, Greg? It was, yes. it, you just saw the difference between theme parks in America and Japan. How was your experience at Universal Studios Japan? Um, well, I, I really enjoyed how when you enter the park, it is super familiar. Yeah. So if you've ever been to a Universal Studios, I, I've been I've lucky enough to have gone to two, one in Orlando, one in Hollywood. And the inch like when you enter the park, the architecture, mm -hmm. the arches, the signage, it's all exactly the yeah. same. Like picture 1940s <laughs> silver screen, like that, that's mm -hmm. the vibe. Right. Um and a lot of the structure of how the park works is very familiar. Mm. It's not like a foreign planet. You know, obviously there's a lot of things that are written in Japanese because that is the native language where it is. But other than that, I mean, you know, like uh, Universal Studios, part of the mm. Universal Studios looks like yeah. Universal yeah. Studios, you know, like Transformers is yeah. Transformers and, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. So there's a lot of familiar mm. faces and a lot of things that actually kind of, Mm -hmm. It gave me a sense of of comfort because I know how yeah. this works. You know, like we've been living in the Orlando area for mm -hmm. three years, so we're very well versed in how you, how theme parks are organized and how to navigate. Well, me it. for twenty three years, um, <laughs> but you for three. Well, right, yeah. right, exactly. So I, I did appreciate that. The other, but here is the mm -hmm. thing. Um, I think, and and I don't I don't know how to phrase this without sounding mm -hmm. critical of my own American. Mm -hmm heritage but there there is a keen difference between the audience that goes to universal studios japan mm -hmm. versus the one that goes to universal studios mm -hmm. either in hollywood or orlando and i think that difference is that there's just another it's another unspoken rule that just comes mm -hmm. with japanese culture and growing up there i think and this is from the outside looking in i believe that japanese mm -hmm. citizens have a greater just a greater um, appreciation, appreciation, a greater mm -hmm. understanding, a, a just just a a more mm -hmm. sensitive mm -hmm. radar for what is around, happening. Right, right. I can, yeah, you know, like you're, and and there's this is the key difference mm -hmm. there. Like every, I'm not saying that people aren't yeah. aware of what's happening in the United States. Of course they are. Right. People have eyes and ears. They're not stupid. But the choice of what you do yeah. with that information is what's right. different, you know? So here's, here's why I'm saying this. Um, Universal Studios Japan was hands down the mm -hmm. busiest theme park I have mm. ever been to. That's, mm. that says a lot. We yeah. live in Orlando. I've seen some right. crowds y'all, but what the key difference was mm -hmm. in Japan, I have never seen that amount of people be that <laughs> quiet. People speak in yeah. a whisper and they, th yeah. they move. Like you don't just oh. stand in the middle of a walkway. Like that, yeah. that doesn't happen. People are yeah. so much more key. They're so much more likely to be congregated or mm -hmm. grouped or stationary yeah. on a sidewalk to the side by a table. And like the walkways are 
it's like an unspoken rule. You only walk in yeah. the walkways. You don't I think, stand there. Yeah. No, I think they feel like they're being judged wherever they are because you're right that they stand on the side. Even when you're eating, you don't eat and walk. Like I'm used to that in America where I'm eating mm-hmm. a hot dog and walking or drinking. Right. But, Oh, there you stop and eat. You buy your food, you grab it, and then you go to the nearest corner or table and you sit there and eat. So in, in J- Japan in general, you don't eat and walk. Yes, that was something that I did discover before we went there. It was like, it, it was one of just, it's one of those cultural rules that you just follow. You know, it's very similar to like when you go to someone's yeah. house, you take off your shoes. Right. You just do it. Um, and, and I, my dumb American brain. I'm like, you know what? That makes sense because in Japan you yeah. eat with sticks and I don't want to choke on my stick yeah. when I'm walking. Like I'm a right. clumsy person. Like, of course that's a very right. selfish, self-centered right. way of thinking of it. Hello America. But in Japan, I think yeah. it has a lot yeah. more to do with, with how the yeah. food is prepared. It's not like eating a bag right. of chips right. or chopsticks, right? Like it's more like, no, this thing has a sauce and a, and a side dish and a garnish. And like, in general food has a lot Mm. more steps and preparation and um like you it's encouraging you to take your time with it and you don't want to just gobble it down you know and you're funny you brought that up because food is very important to them because presentation food because we noticed that in the theme parks there was long lines like our line for a a, like a a cart for churro or one or two hours Mm -hmm. for um for bow buns and they were like amazingly presented and i remember you said something about you went to one of the carts and say they said that they ran out of reservations for that one cart was that correct yes i was shocked that even at a churro cart you need to book a return yeah. time <laughs> i had that never heard so of funny. such a thing i thought it was and so you know they and they're so patient. They'll wait and wait and wait patiently. And these people are so well dressed that I felt out of place because I was the one wearing shorts. I was the only one wearing shorts, and everyone's wearing long pants and like a suit or a costume. And I, I, I it was interesting, but that was definitely an amazing experience. Can I? Can you also tell me because I know you went to a movie theater in Japan because you want that experience. So what was the, what was the difference between that? So, um, well. This is another example of how when I go, when I go somewhere, they know enough English yeah. to help me, you know, and it, they may not be speaking full, you know, fully fluent sentences, but they get, where do I pay? How much is this? Do you mm-hmm. have this? You know, that's yes, no pay here. Um, thank you very much. You know, it's, it's great. Um, so props to everyone mm-hmm. who's ever learned English mm-hmm. in Japan. I highly appreciate it. So big differences in movie theater going experiences and, I just want to preface this by saying I see a movie in the United mm-hmm. States every weekend. Mm-hmm. Like that is my thing. I, that's mm-hmm. my, my Greg time. You know, I, I see it by myself. I get my standard, you know, mm-hmm. giant gallon and a half of diet mm-hmm. Coke and <laughs> probably some peanut M&Ms. And if I'm feeling, yeah. you know, extra that day, I'll get some popcorn with butter, you know, no big deal. I think I just described mm-hmm. what a lot of people do at the movie theaters when they go. So when I go to Japan and I, I go see a movie, I saw um, the Shazam 2 movie, mm. um, which, by the way, loved it. It was great. It was in English with Japanese subtitles. So it was very easy for me to see. But before I go in, a couple of things. One is when you buy your ticket, uh, you 
you have a QR code and you have to scan your QR code at the usher Mm -hmm. station. So A, that's different than what we do here. We have electronic tickets and they do scan a thing, but normally they just let you go. Like it's not a big deal. You could be four minutes early. You could be 40 minutes early, or you could be 40 minutes late. They don't care. In Japan, you cannot enter until you are within 10 minutes of the showtime period. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to wait in the lobby. So I got some concessions and I did my standard order. Uh, I would like a large Diet Mm -hmm. Coke with peanut Mm M&Ms and some popcorn and they with butter. And the woman looked at me like I had four heads because (laughs) she's like, why butter? She literally said, why butter? And And I'm like, you know, popcorn with butter. She thought I just meant like a side of butter, like a stick of butter. Um, and she's like, we don't have butter. I'm like, oh like, my God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where <what>? am I? <laughs> oh my gosh. And then she's like, and we don't serve candy. I'm so sorry. But we do have, you know, churros, right. <laughs> which is what was funny. So I got I got myself a churro instead of M&M's. Um, so I got my... I got my, my, my popcorn without butter. I, it came with salt. It was fine. And a churro. And move, And I, my large Diet Coke was the size mm. of an American child size. And it had yeah. two straw holes as if right. I can't finish this on my own. And I just, I just remember looking at this and thinking like, wow, like no wonder obesity is such an issue in the united states like everything oh, yeah. is when i went to universal japan sized. and i went to a quick service location i yeah. got a large coke zero because there's no diet cokes in japan by the way yeah. um, large large meaning right. yeah a large yeah, that's what to i got them to is like a, in between a small and a medium in america and there was two holes and two straws so that the straws can be the holes and two people can share that small medium drink because it's so big to them meanwhile in AMC theaters in uh, Florida, we have a, a mega size drink and it comes with free refills. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I usually drink my standard gallon and a half of Diet Coke. Yeah, when I, I was see like, movie whoa. Every <laughs> but yeah, no, those are the differences, like some of the experiences we encountered. But um, before we end this, I just definitely want to. Uh, say that after we left Japan, I, my cousin David was there and I, he lives there and I wanted to yeah. keep in touch with him. So there's this app called WhatsApp that they use. And it just reminds me to always be in touch with people because even though he's far away from the world, just a phone call away or a text or even just a hello message goes a long way, correct? And Yeah, I, I love the line that you said earlier, which was... Um, how to keep in contact mm-hmm. with within a huge world is by keeping your world small yeah. and just sending texts like that. It, it, it does. It, it accomplishes the goal. Thank I you. Think like, it's great. A couple of weeks ago, I, I got a random message from my dear friend, Alani. Uh, and Alani just messaged me and says, Hey, I just want to let you know I'm thinking of you. And I was like, wow, that's cool because that's something I do. I, I for the past year, I've been uh, making sure that, Almost every day, I text two to three people randomly. Like two to three people are just out of the blue. And my phone contacts or it's just someone that popped in my head from high school or college, from Hawaii or even in Florida. And I just say, hey, just want to let you know I'm thinking of you. And that's it. And then they write back and they are thankful for that. And then we start engaging in conversation again. And that just speaks a lot. And it takes about five seconds of your time to just message someone. So I encourage you to do that. And I hope you all will too. Um, but yeah is there anything you want to say before we leave 
this conversation. This episode of Less Is More, The Art of Guest Service was sponsored by Panda Travel. Panda Travel specializes in group tours from Honolulu. Each tour comes with a native speaking tour guide and an itinerary pre-planned and booked so you don't have to. To schedule your next vacation with Panda Travel, go to pandaonline.com. That's P-A-N-D-A-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. Thanks, Greg. All right. Well, till next time, we certainly thank you for listening to our podcast. My podcast is based upon my own personal experiences and best practices that I have learned throughout most of my professional and personal life. This podcast is in no way endorsed or affiliated with Warner Brothers, Planet Hollywood, or the Walt Disney Company.